America Can We Talk. This is Debbie Georgiatis. This is our Let's Talk More podcast series. Love doing these. It's the Monday after my Sunday show. And again, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, I want to encourage you to go to the America Can We Talk website. It's americacanwetalk.org and our Facebook page, America Can We Talk. We have great conversations with people of all political stripes. And my radio show, America Can We Talk, is live on Sunday evenings in Dallas, Texas from 6 to 8 p.m. That's on Central Time on 660 a.m., the answer, but it's also live anywhere in the country. You can go online and listen. Go to americacanwetalk.org and click on Listen Live. Love to have you tune in. One of my lines I always say is we talk truth about America, and this is exactly what we do every single week. We try to talk about the issues that matter in America, and I always bring you, I don't do rumors, I don't do political uh, hack jobs, I do not engage in discussion of (laughs) critiquing people's hairstyle, comb-overs, dress, attire, anything like that. What I'm all about in this show and in all my podcasts and all my public speaking is the idea that America exists as an idea. That's what America is. It's not a country based on its founding and its identity. It's not based on race or ethnicity or national origin. It's all about the ideas that formed America. And in my view, many of those ideas are under siege today. And so I try to talk about how do we, you know, this generation, we are the generation it's our turn to guard this precious idea that people fought for back from the Revolutionary War until now. People fought for these precious American ideas. And I want to talk about, I try to talk about the issues of the day, but tying back to the idea, are we holding on to what makes America exceptional? We were in this presidential campaign season, as you all well know, and there's a... Um, an issue emerging in the presidential election um, debates, the debates haven't started, but the discussion, the online discussion on Twitter and on Facebook and all, all over online, and it just kind of come in with also in the uh, punditry world. So, and the issue is the attempt by Hillary Clinton to paint Donald Trump or really paint his followers, and there's just a hint of she's starting at this angle that there's racism that is behind the ideas Donald Trump is advocating. That's one of the main themes I want to hit on today is really this idea of what she's talking about, where it's coming from, and how often she and her fellow Democrats use that racism language when they don't have a substantive answer, when they can't answer the critique about their policy, whatever it is that their opponents say, when all else fails, their default is to call names, call the other side names. In this case right now, Hillary Clinton has latched on to calling the GOP candidate Donald Trump and his supporters. When she says racist, she's not talking about Donald Trump alone. She's talking about everyone who's ever considered voting for him. And this is a signal of weakness coming from Hillary Clinton. This is not a signal of confidence. This is a signal of a woman who does not like, doesn't want to have to fight for her she wants to be president. She doesn't want to fight for it. She wants to just shut down her opponents with nasty and, frankly, in this case, completely false accusations. And so I want to talk about all that today. But just before I get into that, I want to spend a brief moment. You know, it's, you all probably remember, in fact, I mentioned on a previous podcast, back when Ronald Reagan ran for president, one thing he said, I believe it was his closing speech before the election day was to occur, Donald Trump, I mean, excuse me, President Ronald Reagan said... Are you better off now than you were four years ago? And I have data that just, you know, pours forth. And and I've talked about in other podcasts, so I'm not going to repeat it all. But just a few highlights of how there's virtually no segment of American society better off now than they were four years ago. And just a, just a brief, you know, talk about eight years ago when President Obama was first elected, because Hillary Clinton's pretty much saying, I'm going to be President Obama on steroids. Okay, when President Obama was elected, ISIS did not exist. Many people point to, actually knowledgeable military and American historians point to, that ISIS was created because of America's weak foreign policy. We left an opening for ISIS to be created. This is what got Donald Trump when the media pounces on everything he says, got him a little bit of trouble when he said that President Obama and Hillary Clinton founded ISIS. Well, they didn't found ISIS, but they made their development, their creation very easy. They, they helped them along by very poor, weak foreign policy. But other things about just taking the temperature of where we are now, I talk about all the time, but 
Nobody in America is working. I know nobody is an exaggeration to say, but the labor force participation rate, the percentage of people who are working or even looking for work, is as low as it was in the late 1970s under Jimmy Carter. It hasn't been this low since then, since that time. It's at 62.8% right now, which is a very a low number is a bad number. People aren't working, they're not even trying to find work. We have paychecks. People are making less money now in absolute dollars take-home pay than they were when President Obama was elected. Healthcare, the Obamacare takeover. We have literally the average healthcare premium has increased for the actual working person who's paying premiums um, by almost $4,000. Obviously, the if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your insurance company, you can keep your insurance was completely false. That was a lie by President Obama. And he knew at the time he said it was a lie, which has been proven. We've discussed it in my show many times. He knew when he said it, it was not possible for people to retain the insurance they had the time Obamacare passed based on the requirements he and his congressional buddies and the Democrat Party wrote into Obamacare. It was written in a way they were fully aware, and that's been documented by things they wrote at the time, fully aware that actually nearly everyone in America was going to lose their insurance and going to have to switch over to something else. We also have just the dependency rate, the percentage of people in this country who live in reliance on the government as opposed to living the free, robust, independent lifestyle that America was based on. Those numbers have skyrocketed. We have food stamps uh, collection way up, uh, food the percentage of people participating in food stamps are way up. One in five children. Um, home ownership is way down. The national debt's almost doubled. I mean, if you take the Ronald Reagan test, what he said in 1980, that, you know, is your life better than four, eight years ago, there should not be anyone who is saying, yeah, it's a lot, that's a lot better, because it's not. Nothing good has happened. We're going to turn to race in a moment, because I want to focus on the race issue today. But just a few more of them. You know, the southern border is an absolute mess. This show, this podcast is uh, done in Dallas, Texas. And so in Texas, we're really attuned in. We really are attuned to the border insecurity. Uh, we've had we had the 9-11 attack in 2001, which is obviously horrific, but we didn't have domestic terror attacks since then until the last eight years when we have, over the course of this Democrat president's presidency, President Obama's term, we have signaled weakness. We signal to ISIS and other radical Islamic groups, we're sympathetic, we don't really, really want to fight you, we try to pretend there's nothing connects Islamic terrorism to the religion of Islam. All of this is a, it should be a cakewalk, a cakewalk for any GOP candidate to beat Hillary Clinton. The polls shouldn't be close. In fact, we're gonna, I'm going to hit the polls in a minute, but I will tell you, I'm saying all this, I'm laying this groundwork to say there are some reasons we're going to talk about today how it is that Donald Trump is not just running away with this election and some of it has to do with his own style, and we're going to talk about that. I've certainly been willing to critique that in the past, but even more so, it has to do a lot with the, the effort and the actual success of having uh, the media on Hillary's side, having the issues she raises, and the way she raises them, she has managed to cause people to think that there's a racist undertone in what uh, Donald Trump has proposed in this country. And her latest attacks, we're going to hit on this in the next segment about this, what Hillary Clinton's been talking about in her speeches recently, which is she uses the expression, the alt-right it's become the coolest thing to talk about on Twitter, on Facebook, and social media. It means it's a shortened version of the alternative right. What Hillary Clinton is trying to argue is that what Donald Trump stands for and the people who support him are part of some racist alternative right little secret segment of the Republican Party, secret segment of the American population that simply is intolerant of anyone who doesn't look just like them. Now, there is an alt-right movement. It's a bunch of goofballs that have nothing to do with Donald Trump, nothing to do with the Republican Party, nothing to do with conservatism, and nothing to do with a healthy right sense of nationalism. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break, is where we are in race relations. The, the statistics will blow you away, and then what it really means to be nationalistic in this election cycle. Come back. Can you hear us? 
TN, the digital destination for premium talk radio. With all the crazy weather in Texas, you never know when Mother Nature might strike. There's hail, tornadoes, floods, fire, hurricanes, and so many more. When tragedy strikes, we all need someone to turn to. John Irwin is a licensed and bonded public insurance adjuster right here in DFW and has a stellar reputation as the guy you can count on for all your claim adjustment needs. John is the man you need when the unpredictable occurs. John can handle just about any weather damage you can think of and more. From hurricanes to water leaks, from lightning to vandalism, John Irwin can help. Don't wait. Give John a call today at 972-372-4990. That's 972-372-4990. Or visit us online at insurance911claimspecialist.com. That's insurance911claimspecialist.com. I'm a third grade teacher. I'm a school bus driver. I am a parent. I am a teacher's aide. And I agree to be identified as a caring adult who pledges to help bullied students. I will listen carefully to all students who seek my help. And act on their behalf. To put an immediate stop to bullying. I will work with other caring adults to create a safe learning environment for all the students in my school. In my school. In my school. In my school. I'm Dennis Van Roekel, President of the National Education Association. Help us create safe, bully-free learning environments for all students. One caring adult can make all the difference. Be that adult and take the pledge at nea.org slash bullyfree. Adults have the power to stop bullying in our schools. It starts with me. It starts with me. It starts with me. It starts with me. Bully-free. It starts with me. Visit nea.org slash bullyfree. A message from the National Education Association. Hi, I'm Debbie Sardone, founder of Cleaning for a Reason, a national nonprofit dedicated to cleaning the homes of women battling cancer. We recently partnered with Ford Warriors in Pink to help provide more good days to women fighting breast cancer. Ford has been active in the fight against cancer since 1993 and are dedicated to helping those touched by this devastating disease through actions that support, inspire, and empower patients, survivors, and co-survivors throughout their journey. This year, Cleaning for a Reason and Ford Warriors in Pink will provide 500 additional house cleanings to women battling breast cancer. To find out how you can help or receive this gift, just go to cleaningforreason.org or warriorsinpink.ford.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Crilly. Joining me today, District Governor of 2016-2017, Bill Dendy. Welcome. Sarah, it's great to be here with you. Rotary is an organization with over 1.2 million members worldwide. It's an organization that was built on the idea that people can get together for good fellowship but also do some good work for their community, for each other, and for the world at large. And overall, that's thrived here in the North Texas region. Check out Rotary5810.org. That's R-O-T-A-R-Y 5810.org. Welcome back. This is Debbie George Addis and the Let's Talk More podcast series. This is my American Can We Talk radio show Sunday night, my Monday after. Love jumping in and getting a little more depth on a few things uh, that we couldn't quite t- finish talking about last night. You know, this whole election cycle is just among the most traumatic, honestly, for Americans, I think, of both parties. Uh, Both the candidates, uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, they do have high negatives. Uh, Hillary Clinton has the highest ever of any candidate for president of percentage of Americans who simply say, I do not trust her. And so this is this is a not helpful thing for them, and this is a uh, something that Hillary's been battling. So again, I go back to my question. In the first hour, we or first segment, we were talking about how you know by all tangible measures, by all measures that just are, are you know measurable in facts and numbers and data, Americans are not better off in the last four and eight years under President Obama. This should be a cakewalk for this, uh, the GOP in this election cycle, but you know, it's not. And so I want to hit on some of the reasons and some of the particularly problematic areas that, um, that just, that they need healing in America. It isn't just a political battle to, between two political parties. These are issues facing Americans 
that we need to have a coming together and honesty to solve. So I want to start with race relations. One reason Hillary Clinton has started off on this um, hinting at trying to claim that Donald Trump and his followers are racist is because she is outraged that Donald Trump is actually making an overt effort to bring black voters over to the GOP. Now, you know, I'm first admit there have not, there's been a very dismal record in terms of Republican candidates bringing much of them, being a very significant percentage of black voters onto the GOP side. But just stop and I want you to think about what has really happened to America under President Obama? And, and they'll, we'll have exactly those same kind of policies under Hillary Clinton. Here's just a little Rasmussen data. Beside the fact that basically 70% of Americans say in the last eight years, the country's on the wrong track. Just think about that. 70%. So that includes many, many Democrats and independents. But on the particular subject of race relations, this is a battle in America between facts and reality and emotion and argument. Here's a little fact and reality. Only 13%, 13% of likely U.S. voters say that life for young black Americans has gotten better since Obama's election. 41% say it's gotten worse. Even among black voters, only 15%, a very small number, only 15% say that of young black voters say that, excuse me, of black voters, only 15% say that life has gotten better for young black Americans. So even black America recognizes, despite all of Obama's rhetoric and talk, life hasn't gotten any better for black Americans. This is one thing that Donald Trump's been pointing out in his speeches, not just the last eight years, but really the last 40 years of liberal policy that has an all about handouts, creating a, a, a welfare dependency state, expanding, especially under President Obama, expanding uh, food stamps and all sorts of government funded, which means funded by other Americans who work hard for a living and have to pay taxes, funded by your fellow Americans, uh, dependency programs, and you, their life isn't any better. The unemployment rate is just as bad for black Americans, in fact, worse now than it was when the Great Society started. There are all sorts of data that show that the liberals' policies have not helped black Americans, especially low-income black Americans. They can talk like they care. They can say nice, fuzzy words. They can use, make eloquent speeches, as President Obama does. I'll give him that. He's eloquent. But at the end of the day, nothing he is doing is helping. Nothing that Lyndon Johnson created in the Great Society actually helped. In fact, if anything, the uh, black family has been decimated, truly decimated, by the creation of the Great Society, by all of the programs that essentially substituted responsible parents, took them out of the picture, and put government in the picture as the breadwinner. So we have, the, uh, I think it's around 73% of black children born in America today are born to single-parent homes. There's no dad around. And this, you can, you know, if you look at the data, you can see the charts, the, the parallel in the charts. The more we spend on social programs for inner cities where we just create dependency, the worse and worse the uh, numbers get in terms of marriages staying intact. The numbers parallel the rise in single-parent homes, parallels the rise in government assistance programs, alleged assistance programs. So race relations, at least that part, has not helped black America. And Donald Trump's pointing that out. Another thing that's just staggering, 60% of all voters say race relations are worse since President Obama's election in 2008. And just, you want to take a guess what percent say race relations are better now? What nine. Couldn't even make 10%, 9% believe race relations are, are better now. 60% say no, they are not. You know what else is really interesting? In January 2009, just before President Obama was inaugurated, 70% of Americans said race relations between black and white Americans were getting better. Recent polling? Only 20% of Americans say that President Obama has brought Americans of different races closer together. 47, nearly half, 47% say the president has driven those of different races further and further apart. And you know, folks, 
So I want to talk about race relations because this is the reality. This is a poll done with blacks and whites and Democrats and Republicans, you know, liberals, conservatives. Americans know it. They know. They know that the uh, episodes we've had in this uh, just horrible um, race riots and the destruction in Ferguson, Missouri, which I'm going to hit on in a moment, um, and the uh, just uprising in the inner cities has not brought, the. it has not caused, or it is an evidence of the tension, the, the disagreement, the, the tension created by this president and others. And part of the reason is because President Obama and, you know, Eric Holder, former um, um, attorney general, and Loretta Lynch, the current attorney general, the whole message from the American left to black America has been, you're a victim. You don't People don't care about you. You are a victim of our society. You're a victim of whites. They have, they have encouraged and just engendered racial resentment. They've encouraged people, uh, low-income Americans, to think that their problems are, the cause, are caused by other Americans who work hard for, for a living. They have just created societal discord and despair. And so this, 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 I could go on and on, but the simple fact is that the numbers are staggering. Americans know that, that race relations have gotten worse and not better. And I'll tell you why I think that is. You can never get to unity in a society if you're organizing the nucleus of what you organize around is race. You're inherently going to be divided. If you organize around black American, Asian American, Hispanic American, Caucasian American, whatever other hyphenated term you can come up with, if you organize around that, you instantly are in the world of us versus them. What Donald Trump is talking about, what conservatives have been talking about for decades is we have to get back to organizing around the idea of America. The idea of America. We have to take those great American values and bring them to spread them more broadly within our country, bring them into our inner cities. We have school, you know, we have schools in inner cities that are just not producing the results. The public schools I'm talking about that low-income children have to go to. We have the dropout rates too high, the success rate is too low. We have poor inner city public schools, which the Democrat Party never will do a thing about because of the teachers unions. All the Democrat Party ever says is, let's spend more money. Let's find more ways to spend money. We never hear them say, let's get, let's respect the parents. Let's respect the parents of these kids and let them choose school choice makes Democrats crazy, and it does that because teachers' unions hate school choice. Teachers' unions do not like the idea that children might get pulled out of their school because the school isn't doing well, that parents might actually look around and find what schools are better. The Democrats' policies, policy after policy after policy, have hurt black Americans. It's lack of school choice, it is the failure of the programs that the Democrats support to actually inspire young men and women to achieve and dream, to think they're part of the American dream. It has, they have, it's like they ha it's a, I can't even think of a good word for it. They have just in, invaded the black community with a perception that you're not really that welcome in America. So your best bet is to sign on with us and we're going to send you more welfare money. You're, you're, don't worry. You know, the society might hate you, but we love you. We're taking care of you. It has created a, a just a profoundly unfair and dismal and awful mentality that just has has permeated in too many low-income areas where people think they can't achieve. They're afraid they can't achieve. They're afraid to try. So when Donald Trump is bringing his pro-America, American dream message, and we're going to make America great again, we're going to bring jobs back, we're going to bring all of that, if he can cause those people in the inner city who've relied on welfare for decades now to become part of the American economy, part of the American dream, participating in the success of our economy, those folks aren't going to want to be on the welfare plantation that the Democrats have created in America's inner cities, and they won't have, the Democrats won't have their vote anymore. This is why this is just, this message is extremely alarming to Hillary Clinton and her crowd, because she sees the idea that if we lose the dependency voters, they have a big, big trouble winning. So I'm gonna after the break. I want to talk about what she's doing about this. She's paying this alt-right story. You got to get the straight facts straight. Come back after the break. Can you hear us now? 
WRNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. Are you a property owner or manager in a commercial building with a flat or slightly sloped roof? Hey, Dave Custable here with Trivan Roofing. Texas heat is brutal on roofs. What is the condition of your roof? Your roof is your first line of defense. Does your roof reflect or absorb the Texas sun? Is your roof cracked, split, or shrinking away from the edges? If you don't know, call Trivan Roofing for a complete roof analysis. We will inspect, photograph, and discuss our findings with you free of charge. Need a roof replacement? Partner with Trivan Roofing and enjoy the benefits of Duralast Roof System. Duralast has been custom fabricating single-ply roof systems for over 35 years. Duralast white material reflects heat, resists cooking grease, is Class A fire retardant, and Class 4 hail impact resistant. All comes with a 15-year material and labor warranty with consequential damage coverage included. Call Drive-In Roofing now at 817-891-7313, 817-891-7313, or online at trivanroofing.com. That's trivanroofing.com. This is my car. I mean, it's nothing fancy, but it's nice. nice. Gets me to work and to the mall, though it's kind of trash with all my stuff. Stuff. I swear there must be 30 CDs laying around in my workout bag. Oh, and my laptop. Laptop. Like I said, a mess, right? It's perfect. But it's perfect for me. Good gas mileage, and once it's paid off, all mine. All mine. Hey, want to go for a drive? Let me get my purse. Just be a second. Just takes a second. Where you are, they are. Last year in Texas, car thieves stole roughly 100,000 cars and trucks and burglarized thousands more. They look for anything of value inside, or if you left your keys or failed to lock the doors. When you leave your vehicle, hide your things, lock your car, and take your keys. Remember, you hold the key. Okay, I'm back, and my car? Where's my car? My car. My car. This warning from the Texas Auto Burglary and Theft Prevention Authority. Hi, I'm Sarah Crilly. Joining me today, District Governor of 2016-2017, Bill Dendy. Welcome. Sarah, it's great to be here with you. Brody is an organization with over 1.2 million members worldwide. It's an organization that was built on the idea that people can get together for good fellowship, but also do some good work for their community, for each other, and for the world at large. And overall, that's thrived here in the North Texas region. Check out rotary5810.org. That's R-O-T-A-R-Y 5810.org. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You at quitterinyou.org. Hi, I'm Graham, inventor of the Sneak Guard. Our homes are full of adventurous snoopers. They go through everything until they find something they like. Children, roommates, babysitters, teens, pets, you name it. Snoopers are everywhere. Sneak Guard is the world's first purpose-built locking vacuum storage container designed to protect snoopers from the unintended ingestion of medications and more. Safe, responsible storage. Available now at sneakguard.com. S-N-E-A-K-G-U-A-R-D.com. To America Can We Talk? It's our Let's Let's Talk More podcast series. This is Debbie Georgiatis. Hey, you know what? We started out talking about this. We're in the 2016 election cycle, and by every rational measure, America is not doing well. That people know it. That they tell the pollsters. They tell them you know country's heading the wrong direction. They see, and we're going to talk about in a moment. They see President Obama's uh, foreign policy as dangerous. They do not like the direction of the country in many ways, and yet we ha- we're at a point where it looks from the polls like Hillary Clinton is up, and I am not going to refute that. We're, I'm doing this podcast uh, on, a, this is August, what is 29th, so tomorrow will be, the election will be 10 weeks from tomorrow. 
So in 10 weeks, Donald Trump has a big job of convincing enough Americans to come around to his side because Hillary is not even really running a campaign. Hillary is sitting home. She has one event every four days, wherever it is, seven days. She's mainly going to fundraisers and raising money and sitting around because the media is doing her campaign for her. She hasn't had a press conference in whatever it is, 273 days or something. She doesn't have to answer anyone. She doesn't answer to anyone, and the media is carrying her water. So it's up, and the reason I'm saying all this, it really matters, is it's up to people like you and me and everyone who sees how wrong and dangerous Hillary Clinton's policies are for America to start speaking up. To speak up to our friends, if you're whatever state you're in listening to this, you'll hear people, you'll read people saying, I'm a, I'm a never Trumper, no matter what, I'm not voting for him, I'm upset with him, I don't like this or that, the other thing. What never Trumpers are saying is they're willing to inflict four more years of absolute failed policies on America just because they're up on a high horse about not liking Donald Trump. Look, he wasn't my first choice either. I get this. I think there were better choices, but it's either Donald or Hillary. And so I, what I'm trying to do in this podcast, I want to talk about is how the media and Hillary and the American left are planting seeds of division and doubt in this society to cause people to be afraid or to wonder what Donald Trump is really up to, to wonder what he stands for. They're trying to plant seeds that he is somehow racist or that his policies are or his followers are. I'm telling you, folks, there are just so many important points to be ready to talk about on this issue. And one, I, I want to, I'm going to get to a moment in a moment with this alt-right thing is it's just the latest Hillary Clinton label to put on people that she wants to make supporters of Donald Trump feel uncomfortable or anxious or nervous or, or silent. She wants to silence them. Let me back up and just talk a minute about the Tea Party. You know, um, when the uh, Tea Party got started, it was pretty much uh, early 2009, what the Tea Party was, was this spontaneous, uh, patriotic, impassioned uprising against what they saw this new president was starting to do to the country. It had a lot to do with whether taxpayers should have to pay, our tax money should be used to bail out the United Auto Workers and, and the car companies. Had to do with this obvious, we're trending toward having socialized medicine in America, which passed, but people were trying to fight that. It was a standing up for the ideas of America. It had nothing to do with race, nothing to do with ethnicity. It had to do with ideas about America, that we are founded as a country on the idea of actual free markets and freedom and free enterprise, and that we don't want our, gov our government taking over our healthcare system. We don't want the government bailing out private companies. It had to do with that spirit of America, that liberty, that self-reliant, can-do spirit, which is at the core of what America is. And the Tea Party movement grew quickly and because the, the ideas, the, the values of the Tea Party, which were what I was just talking about, plus a strong national defense, adhering to the Constitution, don't let the president become the king, don't let him continue to issue executive orders that he has no constitutional authority to issue. It was all of that. It was really right, heart and soul America message. And because the Democrats had no answer to those arguments, because the Democrats know that what the GOP, uh, what the, what the uh, Tea Party protesters were talking about, they understood and they had no answer that was palatable. They did not, they couldn't respond to the substance of what the Tea Party protesters were saying, so they resorted to the age-old Democrat ploy, which is to call names, to label people, and in the case of the Tea Party, quite a few of the left-wingers tried to label the Tea Party as racist. They manufactured fa completely false incidents, reported them to the media. They had uh, you know, claiming that they'd heard, someone had heard some kind of uh, yelling of, of a racial epithet at a Tea Party event. So, you know, when I'm getting off track here, but when Andrew Breitbart said, oh, really? You heard that? Okay, I'll, I think he put up $100,000. If anyone can bring me a recording that shows that was said, Nothing. Because it wasn't said. They made it up. And I'll tell you one last thing about this whole Tea Party is racist, which was how the left tried to shut down this pro-America, love of country, not racist. It was made up of blacks and whites and, and, and Americans of every age and color and background. 
But what was interesting at that time, I helped with a few tea parties in Texas. I would help Texas tea parties get speakers. I can tell you the four most popular speakers, the four most popular ones people, the tea parties wanted to have, and they were all black. Now, just think about that for a second. And I'll tell you, they were Pastor Stephen Broden, who was a very popular tea party speaker, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, Michael Williams, who at the time was a Texas commissioner, and the last one is Katrina Pearson, who was in the beginning of it kind of active, and she got off that circuit, but she did it for a while. But the point is, that's who the Tea Parties were asking for, and yet what Hillary Clinton goes to, and all of her ilk on the left, was trying to claim the Tea Party is racist. Were they doing the same thing today with Donald Trump? Tamping down any possibility that Donald Trump might gain traction by pointing out that the Democrats' policies have failed black America. That's what Donald Trump is saying. He may not be as eloquent as you like. He may not be, he may not choose the right words and say them in the tone you wish he would say. He's pointing out what many people have pointed out over the last 40 plus years is that Democrats' big government handout policies have failed Americans. They failed black America. They failed inner city America. They failed the uh, poverty stricken in America. They are miserable failures. And yet, because election cycle after election cycle, Democrats continue to promise these policies and they say nice things, they find nice words, and they do have people who speak eloquently, they continue to get that vote. So Hillary Clinton, the last thing she could stand, the last thing that she could stand to have occur in this election cycle is for more and more low-income Americans, especially black Americans, wake up to the reality that what she stands for the policies, the ideas she stands for have never helped black America. So what she's trying to do, just a two-pronged attack Hillary Clinton is trying to do. Number one, she's talking about this alt-right, which I'm going to tell you about in a moment. And number two, she's attacking the idea of American nationalism. Because Donald Trump has often, in his, as he speaks, and as his, his uh, campaign is characterized, I'm going to talk about the nationalism point first. Hillary's tried to say the nationalism thing, what they really mean by that what they really mean, it's, it's just racist. They're just trying to get people to be afraid of the racial composition of America. This nationalist movement, it's really all about only liking white Americans and not liking Americans of any other background except Caucasian. And folks, you have to be able to see through this. You have to be able to speak about it. You say it to your friends. The idea of American nationalism is just a simple idea that we've been talking about on my show endlessly, and that is that America was founded on ideas. The American left, the Democrat Party and the American left have led this country so far off those founding ideas that people, they know, it's like the, the polls that say 70% of people say the country's off track. We know something's wrong. We have candidates who openly run as socialists unthinkable 20 years ago because everybody knows socialism fails. Everyone knows that when you embrace socialism, the worst outcome is the poorest of the poor are starving. Socialism creates misery in the world. It's a proven fact. You can look at every country that has it. But instead of dealing with that fact, Democrats keep talking about, yes, but we care. See, we care. Did I mention again that we care? And so what we ha where we are right now is this nationalism argument is really about the idea, let's return to the founding American ideas, which include this, you know, Declaration of Independence ideas. We're all created equal. We have rights from God simply because we were born. You have the right to pursue your life, liberty, and your version of happiness, what you want to do with your life, that we have free markets, that we don't live in a society utterly enslaved to the government because we are so dependent on them, and we have a strong national defense, we have a constitution. All these things, these are the, the, these are the building, the glue of America, and the left hates them, and the right's trying to bring them back. So when Donald Trump talks, talks nationalism, he's not talking race, ethnicity, national origin, he's talking about the ideas of America. And folks, they matter. We come back. I'll finally get to talking to you about the alt right. Come right back. You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio. 
Hi, I'm Emily Larson. I'm the director of the International Positive Education Network. We are trying to accomplish teaching students the skills that they need to flourish inside and outside the classroom. I always like to say that we are preparing students for the tests of life, not just a life of tests. For more information, visit www.ipen-festival.com. Follow us on Twitter at posednet and Facebook at Positive Education Network. Remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored Texas National Guard, aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. With all the crazy weather in Texas, you never know when Mother Nature might strike. There's hail, tornadoes, floods, fire, hurricanes, and so many more. When tragedy strikes, we all need someone to turn to. John Irwin is a licensed and bonded public insurance adjuster right here in DFW and has a stellar reputation as the guy you can count on for all your claim adjustment needs. John is the man you need when the unpredictable occurs. John can handle just about any weather damage you can think of and more. From hurricanes to water leaks, from lightning to vandalism, John Irwin can help. Don't wait. Give John a call today at 972-372-4990. That's 972-372-4990. Or visit us online at insurance911claimspecialist.com. That's insurance911claimspecialist.com. Hi, I'm Debbie Sardone, founder of Cleaning for a Reason, a national nonprofit dedicated to cleaning the homes of women battling cancer. We recently partnered with Ford Warriors in Pink to help provide more good days to women fighting breast cancer. Ford has been active in the fight against cancer since 1993 and are dedicated to helping those touched by this devastating disease through actions that support, inspire, and empower patients, survivors, and co-survivors throughout their journey. This year, Cleaning for a Reason and Ford Warriors in Pink will provide 500 additional house cleanings to women battling breast cancer. To find out how you can help or receive this gift, just go to cleaningforareason.org or warriorsinpink.ford.com. Talk this our Let's Talk More podcast series. This is Debbie Georgiatis, and every week I do these podcasts on Monday, the day after my Sunday night show, and it is astonishing how fast this uh, podcast goes by every week. You know, what I really want to hit on, I was thinking on our little break, of, you know, what I really want more than anything else to be thinking about is this. We have a lot of policies in this country where there's a big difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. And, and you know, honestly, I wish there were even more, but we have differences between them. But what we all can agree on is that the last eight years have been horrible. And I'm going to just turn, uh, and, and I, I will finish on the alt-right thing first quickly, but what I want to do in this last segment is run down what Donald Trump can do and what you can do as someone speaking up for America and focus on the things that will really be different if we choose Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. On the alt-right thing, I hate to even give it much time. Here's the bottom line. There's some complete goofball online that has nothing to do with anyone I've ever been aware of, and I am very politically involved. Some goofball who has this idea, he calls it the alt-right. His name is Richard Spencer. And the short story is, there's a lot of talk about American nationalism, which does have hints or overtones that sound racist, that kind of sound like what I mean by nationalism 
kind of maybe I mean it's racial. And I'm just going to tell you, it doesn't matter what those people think. What Donald Trump, what the conservatives in this country have been standing for, what they want, is what I was talking to you about in the last, uh, last segment. The idea of re introducing ourselves and getting reinvigorated about what America is supposed to be. Ask yourself why America is still the country on earth that everybody who's oppressed, if they had a chance to get away, they would choose America. The United Nations affirms that to us over and over and over. America is where they want to come. And they come, you have to ask why America is so great. It's not just, it's not the geography, it's not the racial composition, it's not the ethnic composition, it's everything to do with ideas that were in the founding that made America great. And those have to be held on. We have to hold on to them or we lose America. So, you know, this alt-right deal, so there's some people, you know, I mean, Hillary Clinton has, you know, very racist Black Lives Matter people voting for her. She has people voting for her who are, you know, wacko environmentalists. She has people voting for her who are extremely um, hateful racially. And they, um, so there's, it's not like she has a bunch of angels voting for her. Donald Trump can't help who's going to vote for him, but he does not, he is not engaged in, and that the Bring Back America, Make America Great Again movement is not about race. It's about restoring American ideas that every single American should be invited to join in and is invited to join in. But I want to wrap up today by talking about how, you know, this election cycle, I hear people say, well, it looks like it's already over. Folks, it is not over. The media is determined to make you think it is. There are numerous big polls recently, numerous polls where Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are so close in, in their polling that they're within the margin of error. You wouldn't know it if you watch television. If you just watch CNN or some liberal uh, news source, you might think, oh my gosh, a race is over and, and we're done. No, the race isn't close to over. And this is why it's so important if you're a conservative to speak up, to speak up on the things that matter. And here's what I think Donald Trump can do and should do to bring this uh, election home. Uh, number one, he should keep right on hammering on how Democrats' policies have hurt black Americans for 40 years now is long enough. It's long enough. It's long enough to put up with the great society ideas that all they really were was a massive wealth transfer from working taxpaying Americans plopped into communities which and the kinds of programs that simply instilled lulled them into dependency. And, and you know there's a deeper idea. It's not just dependency because we should be thinking and speaking of the recipients of the Democrats' welfare state. The recipients, they're not, they're victims. They're victims of failed, mean-spirited, ugly Democrat policies that hurt poor people. Nothing about those policies inspire those young people to join the American dream, to get into the economy, to find a, they're not, they can't even get to a school they'd like to get to because the Democrats crush school choice given any opportunity to do so. But we need to be talking about talking to every American on the conservative side saying, come be part of us. Be part of what's better than just a life of dependency. The Democrats are giving you a fish today, so you have to come back tomorrow and ask them for a fish again. You know the old adage about if you give a person a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach him to fish, he eats for life. The Democrat policy... Uh, domestic policy with respect to aiding people in need is always and eternally and only give them a fish. They'll have to come back tomorrow. So Donald Trump should continue to harp on the domestic policies that have caused misery in the low income areas in America. And they've really been cruel to children. The black family was largely intact. Black family and staying married and raising kids together. The black family had about the same percentages as every other uh, racial group in America before the Great Society got started. Isn't that staggering? They actually had marriages. Uh, and, but now, you know, the, the common thing, in fact, is the overwhelmingly likely thing is a black child born in America is born in a single parent household. And, the, and this is directly due to Democrat policy. So I think Donald Trump should keep on talking about it, keep on bringing out those numbers. I also think Donald Trump should talk about foreign policy. And that subject, there was more polling I wanted to tell you about. It's a very a big poll, uh, essentially making the point that 56% of Americans say when thinking about how we solve problems in the world, they want 
our government to find solutions that benefit the United States, that most benefit the United States. They want to have our government finding solutions that benefit America. But, and they, and so that's 56%, and yet 58%, or just even a slightly higher percent, say, but President Obama doesn't do that. His foreign policy thinking is, what's best for the world? And, but most people want him to say, no, look out for us. Look out for us. And you know, folks, that is not a mean thing to say, because the idea is if America's strong, if we're strong militarily, we have a strong position in the world, if we take leadership roles in the major battles in the world, it doesn't mean we have to put soldiers everywhere, but we take leadership roles, we, we shine with the example of what America is, and we are leaders around the world, the world's going to be a better place. So people... Voters are saying they don't like this, and this is back to the argument about Donald Trump, whether we are going to be a nationalist or globalist country. The answer is to be nationalist, to stand for the ideas America is, to embrace them, to support them, to lift them up. This blesses the world. It helps the world. President Obama is all about dragging America down into being just one of the guys, one of everybody else, because he doesn't see what's so great about America. He just doesn't see it. But the American people do, and we're seeing at this point in time, after nearly eight years of President Obama, we're seeing the outcome of that. We're seeing the result. The world is a mess. You know, when President Obama came along, uh, when he became president, there was no ISIS. And... Putin and Russia were pretty much tame. At this point, Putin's an aggressor because he sees there's no one in the world going to stop him. A strong America is needed in the world, but President Obama doesn't believe in a strong America. When he says globalist, what he's talking about is equating America with all other countries and, and that they're all kind of equal. We work it out together. We're all pals. We have no special place, no special identity, no unique role in the world. And the simple fact is, folks, America needs to have that special place in the world. So what Donald Trump ought to hit on right now is the failed domestic policy we talked about a minute ago, failed foreign policy. Talk about what a mess the world is under the last eight or almost eight years under President Obama and Hillary Clinton. It's not just that ISIS grew up under their, on their watch. Putin has become aggressive. We have ISIS gone wild in the world. We have Islamic aggression around the world, completely unafraid of Americans fighting. We have a sense that we have completely, we've abandoned the borders. We have, we have no sense of security. We have the bad guys in the world on the march, North Korea, China, the, the, the enemies of America are on the rise because they sense America's weak. And this is, I think Donald Trump, that's a winning argument for him just to talk about that. Because folks, I got to tell you, we can't have four more years of Hillary weakening America, weakening America and agreeing that America really kind of ought to just, you know, line up and be one of everybody else and, and just on the same par as everyone else. America was needed in the world and is needed today in its unique strong role. It doesn't mean we're a bully. It doesn't mean we're not fair to others. It means our ideas are the best ideas that formed a country. It's why America is the greatest country on earth. It's why other people, other countries looking at us can be thinking, you know, we could be like they are. We could take their ideas. We don't have to continue down this horrible path we're on of socialism or communism or tyranny, all the junk that they have. So I guess, you know, we're about out of time on this podcast. Folks, I guess if t the takeaways are the race isn't over. Speak up for the goodness and greatness of America. Reject the idea that nationalism is somehow racism. It's not. Recognize when Hillary goes all alt-right on you is because she's afraid that the right ideas that Donald Trump is talking about are going to expose the rotten to the core ideas she has. This is Debbie Georgiatis. Let's talk more. America Can We Talk. Thanks for listening. RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. With all the crazy weather in Texas, you never know when Mother Nature might strike. There's hail, tornadoes, floods, fire, hurricanes, and so many more. When tragedy strikes, we all need someone to turn to. John Irwin is a licensed and bonded public insurance adjuster right here in DFW and has a stellar reputation as the guy you can count on for all your claim adjustment needs. 
John is the man you need when the unpredictable occurs. John can handle just about any weather damage you can think of and more. From hurricanes to water leaks, from lightning to vandalism, John Irwin can help. Don't wait. Give John a call today at 972-372-4990. That's 972-372-4990. Or visit us online at insurance911claimspecialist.com. That's insurance911claimspecialist.com. Hi, I'm Debbie Sardone, founder of Cleaning for a Reason, a national nonprofit dedicated to cleaning the homes of women battling cancer. We recently partnered with Ford Warriors in Pink to help provide more good days to women fighting breast cancer. Ford has been active in the fight against cancer since 1993 and are dedicated to helping those touched by this devastating disease through actions that support, inspire, and empower patients, survivors, and co-survivors throughout their journey. This year, Cleaning for a Reason and Ford Warriors in Pink will provide 500 additional house cleanings to women battling breast cancer. To find out how you can help or receive this gift, just go to cleaningforareason.org or warriorsinpink.ford.com. Home foreclosure can be a nightmare. A couple of missed house payments, and before you know it, your house is being sold right from underneath you. You don't know where you or your family are going to live, or even where you are going to spend the night. If you don't think it can happen to you or anyone you know, think again. You don't have to face this alone. There is a new government-sponsored program that may help you keep your home. Nonprofit certified counselors from the National Foundation for Credit Counseling are available to work with you and can help you deal with your lender. And this service is completely free. The sooner you call, the better your options. Call 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. This nightmare does not have to happen to you. That number again, 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. Are you a property owner or manager in a commercial building with a flat or slightly sloped roof? Hey, Dave Custable here with Trivan Roofing. Texas heat is brutal on roofs. What is the condition of your roof? Your roof is your first line of defense. Does your roof reflect or absorb the Texas sun? Is your roof cracked, split, or shrinking away from the edges? If you don't know, call Trivan Roofing for a complete roof analysis. We will inspect, photograph, and discuss our findings with you free of charge. Need a roof replacement? Partner with Trivan Roofing and enjoy the benefits of Duralast Roof System. Duralast has been custom fabricating single-ply roof systems for over 35 years. Duralast white material reflects heat, resists cooking grease, is Class A fire retardant, and Class 4 hail impact resistant all comes with a 15-year material and labor warranty with consequential damage coverage included. Call Drive-In Roofing now at 817-891-7313, 817-891-7313, or online at TriVanRoofing.com. That's TriVanRoofing.com. What if you got rewarded for every good decision? What if your heart had a special way of letting you know it appreciates your healthy choices? Oh, I've got to get my family to eat more vegetables. Amazing! And instead of cooking with butter tonight, I think I'll saute our veggies with a heart-healthy oil. You're a genius! So really, would your food choices pay off in heart health? Did you know that when you replace bad fats with healthier fats, like those in canola or other vegetable oils, it can lower bad cholesterol levels, and that's good for your heart. Here's a winning idea. Take up the challenge for good health, because the you of the future will say, Fantastic! Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. You ignore the signs, so you enable. You don't want to alienate your child, so you enable. But if you think they're trying drugs, you shouldn't be afraid. You're the parent. So you are able. And we can help. So you are able. Get help at drugfree.org. Partnership for a Drug-Free America Texas Alliance. You're listening to RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio.